Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up a well-read life. I'm sorry for another unintended break last week. There has been a cold, as you can probably tell from my voice, that has run rampant through our household over the past couple of weeks. And last week I was in the throes of it and I was not able to even talk to record a podcast. So unfortunately I had to wait until this week. And again, I apologize for my voice this week. We're still recovering. My sweet little girl is in the thick of it right now, but hopefully she is on the mend very shortly. And in spite of how I sound, through the encouragement of my Aunt Betty Ann, I wanted to get an episode out this week. So please excuse the state of my voice. Since the end of February, I have wanted to do this episode, and it's going to be a very brief episode, but I want to do a short tribute to Shirley Hughes, the children's illustrator who sadly passed away on February 25th. She died at the age of 94 in her home in Notting Hill, and it is just a sad loss for me, who is a late fan to her work, And I know to the whole picture book world, her work touched so many lives. She was an illustrator of over 200 books and an author of over 50. And Shirley Hughes perfectly embodied the everyday life of a child through her illustrations. In her life, she was honored by the queen. She was the recipient of several awards for illustrating and was adored by her young audience who wrote her a steady stream of fan mail. She led a life of creativity and routine, something I just love. And until the end of her life, Shirley Hughes continued to work and create, something I also love. It's just so inspiring to read about her life, to watch. There's a very short, I'll mention in a minute, documentary where she goes through her routine of her day. And it's just such a joyful life. And I am always smiling after I read her autobiography or watch that brief documentary. If you watch the documentary, you'll see that her routine revolved around spending her mornings working on her latest book projects, answering fan mail from her young readers. And then when all of her work was done, she would head out with her sketchbook to draw from life, which again, I love because it reminds me of my childhood and watching my mom draw as kids when we were little, studying movement and form. So that just takes me back to childhood and and is very dear to me personally. The New York Times obituary further describes how drawing and observing from life influenced her illustrations. I really believe that if she didn't have this habit, this work routine, that her work would just not have the same joy to it, the same movement in life that it had. And I'll read this quote and you can see the influence that drawing from life had on her work. So from the obituary, it says, she spent hours at neighborhood playgrounds watching the way children moved, stood, ran, and played. She was most fascinated by how children's physicality conveyed emotion, triumph and shyness, fear and sadness, determination and jubilation, intentionality or not. 
she would return to her drawing board to sketch out her motion studies with quick, impressionistic strokes to be colored later with gouache. Her illustrations are a window into the everyday life of a child. If you've ever seen any of her illustrations, they depict the happy chaos of a home and the joys and trials of early childhood, all with her signature style of innocence mixed with just a touch of impishness, which somehow managed to be free of all sentimentality. As I mentioned earlier, I am a big admirer of her work, especially as my own daughter entered toddlerhood and I began to share Shirley Hughes books with her. And I want to share two quotes from her autobiography, A Life Drawing, which if you can find a used copy, snatch it up immediately. And the quotes are centered around her thoughts on illustrating for children. The first quote, after lamenting the fact that books for older children were no longer illustrated, she turns to the subject of picture books and the importance of illustrations in them. And she says, children's books do need pictures and not merely as an aid to literacy soon to be discarded as babyish. It is sad that the black and white line illustrations, once so common in books for older children, are now often cut out, and the jump from full-color picture books to an unventilated page of solid text is such an abrupt one. We are depriving the child reader of the intense pleasure of opening a book, even penalizing them for having mastered the magical skill of reading. Children minutely examine and absorb the images in their books and return to them over and over again. As an illustrator, this is a huge responsibility. You are aiming not only to enhance the book as a beautiful object worth hanging on to, you are adding another emotional dimension, combining with the text to amplify the imaginative response the author seeks to elicit from the reader. The height of your ambition is to give your author, reader, and publisher, not what they want exactly, but what they never dreamed they could have. And I just love that idea of not only how she mentions a book for a child to hang on to, that it's a, it's a beautiful object, something worth beholding. And I also love how she laments the fact that books for older children are not illustrated anymore, and how she advocates for the importance of a picture book in a child's life, that it shouldn't just be quickly discarded. I have said before in a, an episode with my mom about picture books, of, I think it's important even for adults to go back and look at them and to study the illustrations. There is something so calming about it, and it just pulls you into this world that has been created on the page and, and causes you to be still for a moment and observe, and to take in this beauty that has been created by the illustrator, which enhances the text of the author. So I love that quote, and I also love this next quote, and this is at the end of the, her autobiography. There is nothing so exciting or so intimidating as a blank piece of paper. You have to catch it unawares, sidle up nonchalantly, and knock it for six with a good B pencil. A beautiful line is the thing. It is what you aim for. Good draftsmanship underpins even the most uninhibited color technique. Without it, everything falls apart, becomes self-indulgent babble, and the young reader will not be able to follow the story. But photographic realism will not do on its own. We are, 
amongst other things, trying to entice children and adults to make their own leisurely exploration of a picture, even to perceive the difference between a photograph and a painting. A picture book is a drama. We aim to lead the eye to the bit of the stage where the main action is taking place, to highlight a telling gesture, a touching facial expression, or an important detail tucked away somewhere, which is a vital clue to the plot. And more importantly, to invite the reader to inhabit the interface between word and image, the space you are always trying to leave for their own imagination. There's so much packed into that quote. I love that little glimpse that we get of her process and her thoughts and her feelings as she sets down to begin her illustrations, but also her beautiful way of explaining the impact of a picture book on a child's life. I love how she compares it to a drama in her imagery of the stage and drawing the child's eye to the details of the picture, the importance of that, how it it leads to the plot, as she said. And also, more importantly, how it's being used to guide the child to, to use their imagination to create even what they don't see on the page. And even as the story is closed, to have this living, breathing story running through their mind. So that's just a few of her quotes. I would encourage you again, if you were able to get her book, A Life of Drawing, but also a documentary. I believe it's called What Do Artists Do All Day? I think, but search for Shirley Hughes. And I will try to have that, at least the the documentary in the show notes. I can't recall it from memory right now, but it's very brief and it's in two parts. So if you can find it on YouTube, watch both parts because it's just, it's just delightful to see her process, especially if you're a fan like me of the process of a writer or illustrator and kind of seeing what makes them tick. And that little documentary is done when she's in her late 80s. And I just think that's completely amazing. As I I said earlier in the episode, that she continued to create until the end of her life, she'd never let age stop her, that she had this gift and she continued to use it. And that is just amazing to me. And it's this beautiful testimony of how life-giving our gifts can be. And then if you would like to read some of her books or picture books, books I personally love and suggest are out and about. And All Around Me, I believe All Around Me is the book of poetry. It's this very delightful book of poetry that goes through the seasons. And the illustrations are are darling. And I love it. I got it for my daughter when she was very young. And I would sit with her and look at the pictures and read her some of the poetry. So that's one of my favorites. Also, Dogger is a very sweet little book. And her Alfie books are our darlings. So those are some of my personal favorites. I have not read all of her books and there's so much more I want to explore through the library and just acquiring on my own. But I just find so much. Her illustrations are so rich and I sit down and I, I find new things all the time. So even if you don't have children, I would just say, just get one of her books just to, to admire this woman's artwork. It's absolutely lovely. And if you enjoy Shirley Hughes' illustrating style, I want to tell you about some of the illustrators who inspired her as an artist. One of them is William Nicholson, who I'm not familiar with, 
she mentions him in her autobiography. And she says that he did woodcuts and lithography. And she praised his sensibility and economy of visual storytelling. So I have not been able to get a hold of any of his books, but I want to because I'm just curious to see who these illustrators are who inspired her. Another favorite was Ernest Shepard, who is one of my all-time favorites. And she especially loved The Wind in the Willows, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And she just had raves to say about Ernest Shepard's delightful drawings. Another illustrator is W. Heath Robinson, and she loved his illustrations of fairy tales and Shakespeare, especially his illustrations of the woods in A Midsummer Night's Dream. Again, I'm not familiar with this illustrator, so I want to try to get my hands on some of these books that they illustrated. They're from the era of her childhood, so I have to go and track some of these down. And she also loved Edward Artizon. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. He illustrated the Nurse Matilda books and also some of Noel Streetfield's books, especially my favorite, The Magic Summer, or as it's also called, The Growing Season in England. And I've done an episode about that book before. But I love his illustrations. And she was also a huge fan. He was largely self-taught and was a war artist, an illustrator, and an author. And Shirley Hughes described him as having a very unique style of using pen and ink and having a strong sense of light and shadow. She says of him, he has a perfect sense of tone and with a few scratched lines of his pen could tell you the exact distance from foreground to background that he wanted you to see. His work is full of sentiment, but never ever sentimentality. A tightrope, which we all walk, but on which he performed so sure-footedly and with such modesty and affection, there can hardly be an illustrator working today who does not feel his influence and salute him. So like I said, he is also a favorite of mine. And when you look at his illustrations, which as she, as Shirley Hughes said, are so unique, you will definitely see the influence that he had on Shirley Hughes. I can also see how Ernest Shepard influenced her. So just as an admirer of her work, I want to just search out and look at the illustrators who inspired her. And you may like to as well. So hopefully you will take some time to remember Shirley Hughes throughout the next coming weeks or months by looking at some of her beautiful illustrations, her humorous and delightful illustrations, and just allow yourself the time to linger over them and be still and quiet as you enjoy the richness of her work. Well, that is all for this week and all that my voice will hold out for. I'll be back in two weeks, I hope, unless something else goes awry. But in the meantime, you can connect with me either on Instagram at a well-read Beth or through the A Well-Read Life Facebook group. And if you enjoyed the episode and the podcast in general, would you please leave a rating or review? It's just a small way you can share the podcast with others. Well, happy reading. I hope that you are able to take some time with Shirley Hughes over the next couple of weeks. I'll be back soon. Until next time.